My goodness, it's been a scorcher this week on the East Coast. Seriously, can we get a little bit of rain out here? I'm dying. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Manny Machado, J.D. Martinez, Jose Ramirez, and Francisco Lindor. All of these guys have something in common, and this week, we're going to find out exactly what it is. Leonard Fournette was not happy with his Madden rating, and the World Cup is over. Now what? Sports, sports, sports starts in three, two, one. Welcome, welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. We're the only game in town that's focused on bringing you the news from the previous week. I am so tired right now. I just drove back from Connecticut this morning from a bachelor party. NBD, just a few drinks, sat by the fire, murdered a human man. New typical stuff. I had a chance to catch last night's episode on my way up on Saturday, and do I really sound like that? It's like Ellen DeGeneres on cocaine. Also, before we start, I want to build the hype for our August 5th show. That'll be our football extravaganza. It will be complete with a lot of insight on the coming season, along with predictions from fans. If you'd like to be involved, please let us know. You can send your own predictions to have read on the show. Our email, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I'm probably going to say that like four or five times on the show today, so if you missed it, it's okay. Top of the show, we have baseball talk as we head into the All-Star game. But first, let's talk about this weekend's games. First, the Blue Jays and Red Sox in a battle for the two-word names. Boston won three of the four-game series. Jays pitchers Marcus Stroman capped the series by yelling at a reporter that his team is effing terrible. In reality, though, Stroman, it was you who was terrible today. Keep in mind, Jake Arrieta did the same thing with the Phillies earlier this year, and now they sit in first place. Orioles beat the Rangers in two of three. Marlins beat Philly in Saturday and Sunday's games, surprisingly. Mets and Nationals, they split a four-game series. Yankees split the series with the Indians in a rematch of last year's ALDS. Diamondbacks, they take two over the Braves in Atlanta. White Sox beat the Royals in two of the three. Moncada, he gave the uh, White Sox a bit of a scare. He almost went down this weekend. But he's okay. Rays and Twins took turns beating the snot out of each other in a series split that included a 19-6 victory for Tampa on Saturday. Astros and Tigers with Houston winning two. Reds took two from the Cardinals in an embarrassing fashion, prompting St. Louis to hire, fire head coach Mike Matheny. So, reports have been circling this week that Matthew has been at odds with the front office. They were finally just fed up with this guy and sent him on his merry way. Uh, Seattle, they dropped two to the surging Rockies. Trevor Story hit his 20th home run in the ninth on Sunday to get that win. A's beat the Giants in two of the three. Dodgers won the battle for LA Part 2 as Chase Utley announces his retirement from baseball when the season comes to an end. And finally, the Cubs are the lone sweep of the weekend, getting the best of San Diego. Playoff picture at the halfway point for the season. Red Sox, Astros, and Indians all have the divisional leads with the Yankees close behind and the Mariners in the other wildcard slot. Keep your eyes on Oakland as they've been making moves 7-3 and three in their last 10, and they're just three games behind Seattle right now. In the NL, it's Cubs, Phillies, and Dodgers? LA went from surprise basement dweller to first place at the deadline? Of course they do. Still close to division, though, as the Diamondbacks and Rockies remain hot. Wild cards go to the, the Brewers and the D-backs with the Braves, Rockies, and even the Giants looming. Now, the All-Star Game is upon us this Tuesday. I already talked about who made the rosters last week, but this week, we're going to compare the two. If you look at these rosters side-by-side, side, you're going to see a pretty big trend. On one hand, you have young studs like Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Martinez, Machado, Altuve, while the other side has guys like Matt Kemp, 
and Nick Markakis as starting outfielders. Five years ago, that would be great, but not at 34 years old apiece. What's happened here? Well, this is a sport that takes pride in its parity, and yet you have an NBA scenario where one half of the league is really strong and the other half is, well, not. You know, this could be a major issue for the MLB going forward. I've been very vocal on the standings this year and the dominance of four particular AL Cubs, AL clubs, and how they've been against the rest of the league. Hopefully we'll still end up with a good game, but honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if home field advantage in the World Series goes to the American League. Now, the Home Run Derby is expecting a similar problem. Remember all those players I mentioned at the beginning of our program? Well, they are seven of the top ten home run hitters this season, and none of them are in the Home Run Derby. And this is an event that's supposed to see the greatest hitters in the game compete. Um, and yet, it has a list of players that nobody really expected to join. The only exceptions on the roster are Bryce Harper and Jesus Aguilar. The rest of the list includes Reese Hoskins, uh, Javier Baez, Kyle Schwarber, Alex Bergman, and who the heck is Max Muncie? Regardless, this is what we ended up with. Will it be fun to see Judge and Stanton, you know, hitting back-to-back -back explosions like it was last year? Or Josh Hamilton, you know, with his crazy record-breaking streak at Yankee Stadium? Sure, all that stuff's great. But you have Max Muncie, so yeah, this could still be fun. Um, <clears throat> a lot of players in the game believe that competing is going to ruin their swing, hence why a lot of those big names are not doing it. And granted, historically, the top derby hitters do fare a little bit worse in the second half of the season, so there is precedent. I, for one, I'm going to be rooting for my boy Max Muncy, because why not? Joining us, though, with her take is our content editor, Johanna Albert. Johanna, slide on in here for me. There we go. Okay. So tell us your take on the Home Run Derby this year. Uh, well, first, I would like to say I am going for Bryce Harper, even though you're going for someone else. That's not who I'm going for. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Bryce, Bryce, baby, as I will refer to him. I think that if the Home Run Derby does screw up people's swings, then why would you do it? Which makes sense that no one's doing it. So instead, a right. skills competition would be the better way to go. So the Mookie bets are out. That's what Mookie's been, been pushing for this, this last week. I just feel like it'd be way more entertaining to watch. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, the, the all-star game for other sports, like hockey and basketball, like, not as fun to watch as the skills competition. The skills competition is entertaining to watch. So what skills would you have in the competition? For baseball, like an accurate throw, like the furthest accuracy. People who aren't pitchers pitching to see how fast they can throw. Okay. Like, just, just crazy fun stuff. Like, if you could interact with a fan at it, at some sort of thing, like if there was a contest for a fan to be able to go on the field, to be able to to play like a game of catch with someone, okay, like a way to interact to get more people interested in baseball who don't necessarily have a following in baseball, but tune in for things like the All Star Game or for a skills competition or the Home Run Derby. Okay, so something more for the fans than for the players. Yeah, we're the ones watching it anyway. Well, that's a fair point. In reality, the NBA did a similar thing where the dunk contest was getting boring. I mean, you can only see Blake Griffin jump over how many cars and Dwight Howard dress up as Superman so many times before it gets stale. So they did the same thing and, and created their own skills competition a couple of years ago. And, and frankly, it's it's gone pretty well. So Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Well, Hannah, thank you for joining us today.
I'm gonna let you slide on out. I'm gonna slide back in here. So one such slugger not competing is Orioles third baseman Manny Machado, who could be on his way out of Baltimore soon. Now, the Yankees made headline this week with a big offer to bring in the slugger. Apparently, that offer included top pitching prospect Justice Sheffield and possibly Rookie of the Year candidate Michael Andijar. Would the O's really trade him in division, though? The Yankees would have to give up a whole lot to convince them, and a report today stated that the Yankees are unwilling to give up their top-tier talent. The other team making a big push is the Phillies, who are looking to hold on to first place. These two have gone back and forth on Machado all year, but also a regional rival for Baltimore. Brewers and Angels, they're also in the mix. Then lots of time till the trade deadline, really. So stay with us as we continue talking about this. Machado, he left today's game earlier so he can get to the All-Star game. At least the Orioles will get an idea of what life will be like without him. Coming up later in the show is... Oh, no, not in the show. Coming up later in the week after the All-Star game ends. Yankees-Mets as the Subway Series continues. Yanks won two of the last three games. Braves and Nationals in a battle for the NL East. Plus Astros and Angels, Trout versus Altuve, lots of excitement in Anaheim. Sorry, I gotta get that out of the way first. Now we can go to our commercial break. Coming up after the break, we chat about the World Cup Finals, all the NBA madness, and of course we get into the next leg of our NFL Summer Series. Stay with us, friends. Sports, sports, sports. We'll be right back. Great awareness. A tremendous God-given ability. You know what's really fun? Having a great advertisement. You know what's really, really fun? Having your great advertisement on the Sports 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 Podcast. Hi, I'm Nick Drago, executive producer of Sports Sports Sports, and I know what you're thinking. You're probably considering us to sell your product, but concerned with the price. Have no fear, friends, because right now we're offering free ad space. Wait, wait, what? There is no way that's true. Well, it is, my friends. And if you want to find out more, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that email is sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show. The Astros are world champions for the first time in franchise history. The World Cup came to an end today in the most lopsided game of the tournament. France took home the 4-2 victory over Croatia. That means two things. The first is our soccer analyst Tim Nunzig's prediction about Mbappe scoring the most goals is way wrong. However, he was right that Mbappe basically made a name for himself at 19 in the tournament and is likely a future star. Number two is that my prediction of France making it to the finals was correct. The fact that they won makes me even more correct because that can be a thing. This victory for France is really is really an, a big victory for Africa, though. This team is built from children of African immigrants or players that are immigrants themselves. Fifteen players on the French squad all fall into this category, representing countries such as Cameroon, the Congo, Mali, Guinea, Angola, Algeria, and Togo. Congrats once again to the French soccer team and all of the families that made that team come together abroad and at home. And while soccer remains an important U.S. sport, for a few more fleeting hours, we turn our attention to Italy, where they welcome the addition of Cristiano Ronaldo to Juventus. Ronaldo, arguably the best player in the world, spent the last nine years playing for Real Madrid. He won the Premier League three times and Champions League once as a member of Manchester United. He's won La Liga twice and Champions League four more times, including three in a row with Madrid. Now he turns his sights to Juventus who's just become the league champion for the seventh straight season, but from a UEFA level has not achieved the same amount of success. Best of luck to Ronaldo on his new adventures. And for you, America, this now ends our soccer coverage and begins a four-year drought. Moving into basketball, 
How would you like a contract worth $90 million over the next four years? Doesn't that just sound lovely? Well, it wouldn't be if you were Clint Capella. The 24-year-old turned down this offer from the Rockets after last year's breakout season. He's looking for more along the lines of about $100 million, which granted isn't much of a stretch for him. The problem here is that nobody else in the league has the dough to fork over this late in the game. Last season, Capella averaged 13.9 points per game and 10.8 rebounds. Basically, an average night for this guy is a double-double, and he's young. He can only get better. Houston would be kicking themselves if they miss out on keeping him around, but with James Harden and Chris Paul locked up, either he has to take a pay cut or he's gonzo. In other NBA news, it looks like Jabari Parker's on his way to the Bulls. Suddenly, Chicago has a decent young core of players that includes Laurie Markkanen, uh, Wendell Carter Jr., Chris Dunn, and the now way overpaid Zach Levine. Remember this now imagine if this team still had Jimmy Butler, too. It'd be a different team, probably a contender. Parker's an elite scorer, though, averaging 20 points per game last season, but he's gotten bogged down with injuries. No surprise that he wants to join his hometown Bull, Bulls, a trend that's becoming commonplace in basketball. LeBron, his newest teammate, Lonzo Ball, will likely have arthroscopic knee surgery this week. No worries, though. Lonzo will still be ready for training camp. Good news for the Golden Knights. <clears throat> Marc-Andre Fleury has decided to remain with the team for four years, $21 million. Mar Marion Hosa, he's on his way to Phoenix this week after a seven-player trade. Hosa signed a 12-year contract with the Blackhawks back in 2009. Since that point, he's won three cups with Chicago. But at 39 years old, he isn't, he isn't really worth what he's making. Chicago's five core players, Kane, Taves, Seabrook, Crawford, and Keith, account for almost $40 million in cap space. And all of them are over the age of 30, with the exception of Patrick Kane, who's going to turn 30 in November. Uh, we're, we were also hit with the unfortunate news today that former NHL goaltender Ray Emery passed away this morning after drowning while on vacation on Ontario. Emery's career spanned 11 seasons, including two stints with the Flyers, one with the Senators and Ducks, and a Stanley Cup championship with the Blackhawks in 2013. Emery was famous for his devotion to the game of hockey and his fiery temperament on the ice. My favorite play will always be the time he skated across ice to put a beat down on Capitals goalie Braden Holpe. We here at Sports 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 wish the best for the Emery family. All right, let's continue with our NFL Summer Series. Now, all summer we've been going division by division to predict how this season will unfold. This week we focus on the AFC South. Let's start with the Colts. And let's face it, friends, even if Andrew Luck returns... This team, I highly doubt that they are going to be good. I highly doubt he's going to even return to his old form. Once thought to be the next elite quarterback, he now sits as the Colts' biggest shame. Seriously, seriously, when is this guy getting back out there and playing the game of football? This team's built around him, so if he doesn't play, they don't win. Sorry, Colts fans, but it's going to be another last place finish for you. Houston Texans brought some good players, Sunil Kelamete, Zach Fulton, and uh, Chantrell Henderson. Of course, J.J. Rott being healthy is a fantastic piece on this club. Uh, it's hard to trust Deshaun Watson's ACL, but honestly, before he went down, he looked pretty darn good. Titans, they look like an improvement. They did make the playoffs last year and brought in Malcolm Butler, Deion Lewis, plus Mariota is finally starting to look like a decent QB. However, I can't believe I'm about to say this. But the Jaguars are going to win this division. Blake Bortles, he looked pretty good last year, but they did lose Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, and Mercedes Lewis. Nice pickups with Dante Mongrief, Austin Safarian Jenkins, and Niles Paul. They're all joining the team. Regardless, though, 
This defense, it's just too complete. It's too nasty. The other divisional teams, they just can't catch up. Also, they have Leonard Fournette, but we're going to put a tiny pin in him for now because I want to talk more about him in a moment. So Colts in last, Texans in third, followed by the Titans and then the Jags. If you disagree, email us, sportsdirectspodcast at gmail.com. We're planning our football extravaganza on August 5th, complete with tons of predictions and insight for the coming years, plus a chance for you to get involved in our t-shirt contest. Email us, sportsdirectspodcast at gmail.com to find out more. I told you, I'd be saying that multiple times today. I always do. All right, how would you feel if I rated your job performance? That's what the fine folks at Madden do to every NFL athlete on a yearly basis. Now, as the season's rankings have begun to trickle out, not every player is happy. Leonard Fournette of the Jacksonville Jaguars was not pleased to hear that his speed rating is only an 87. We should note, he was one of the top running backs last season. Nine touchdowns, over 1,000 yards rushing. When Fournette voiced his concerns to Madden, he was met with this pre-written response. It says, We understand the concern that your current Madden NFL 19 ratings. In order for us to reconsider your ratings, we require factual or video evidence of why your specific rating should be higher. Please send your submissions to at EA Madden NFL for an official inquiry. Upon submission, our ratings experts will carefully review your request before coming to a final decision. Fournette, instead of fighting it, simply asked Madden to take him out of their game. A simple search on NFL.com will show you that the two fastest runs last season belong to Fournette. So, case closed? He should have a higher rating? Who knows? I guess we'll find out when Madden 19 is released on August 10th. In the meantime, if you wish to rate my performance, feel free to leave us a review. We could always use plenty of those. All right, time for a break. When we return, Athlete of the Week, a couple shout-outs, and some trivia with the young gun, Jamie Grum. Stay tuned for more sports, sports, sports. Mission, great awareness, a tremendous God-given ability. Ever wonder what your socks taste like? Well, now you can with Food Socks, the only pair of socks that tastes like what they look like. Okay, that's a pretty bad advertisement. Y you know what would work better here, though? Your own ad. Nick Drago here again, offering you a piece of the action right here, right now. Best part is, it can be anything you want it to be. No, wait, that isn't the best part. How could I forget the best part? The best part is I'm offering it for free, free ad space. So if you have a product you want me to endorse, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I'll be waiting patiently at my computer. The Astros are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Welcome back. Our next guest on the show today is a very special friend of mine, the young gun, Jamie Grum, our local superfan, and a welcome presence on the show once again joins us to answer some simple trivia questions about the world of sports. So let's find out what he knows. All right, friends, I'm here with the young gun, Jamie Grum. Jamie, say hello. Hi. Okay. <clears throat> Jamie, how many teams mm -hmm. get into the NFL playoffs? The NFL playoffs? Yes, the NFL playoffs. How many? It can't just be like all of them. No, not all of them get in. There are 32 teams. Okay. <clears throat> 12. That is actually the correct answer. <clears throat> so you get the winner of each division okay. and two wild card teams. So they're just random? So you have two conferences, right? The AFC and the NFC. Yeah. Okay. Of those two conferences, the, the two 
the two teams that have the best record that aren't the winners of their division get in. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, I have here on your phone <clears throat> last year's NFL standings. Okay. You're going to go see these block of four. That's one division. Yep. You're going to go division by division and tell me who you think is going to win each division this coming season. Okay. And we'll pick two wild card teams. You're basically going to tell us who gets into the playoffs. All right. All so right, ready? For the AFC East team, there are the Patriots, Bills, Dolphins, and Jets. You don't have to tell us all the teams. Just tell us who you think. They don't know that. Oh, wait. They probably do. They probably do. Okay. <clears throat> Is there anyone else that doesn't know much about sports? Please email at sportsreactspodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead. All right. So for the AFC East team, I am going to go out on a limb and say not Patriots. Wow. Jets. Okay. Obviously. Jets, Sam Darnold maybe uh, leading the charge. That, that's interesting. Okay. All right. AFC North team. Oh, this is interesting. Steel. No, wait. I'm going to go with. Ravens. The Raven. Why the Ravens? I don't know. I like birds. <laughs> okay, I like <laughs> birds. It's a good reason to pick the Ravens. Okay, not a bad pick. <clears throat> Moving on. Okay, so AFC South team. Um, you know what? Let's give it to the Texans. Texans. Okay, JJ Watt and uh, Sean Watson. All right, good good combo. Yes, those guys. AFC West team. Um, okay. I don't know any of these teams other than the Broncos. So are you about to say the Broncos? No, I'm going to say Chargers, and I'm going to actually follow <clears> them. <throat> Los Angeles. Okay, you're going to follow the Chargers? Is that going to be your team? No, well, I mean, I'm, I'm probably still going to be an uh, Eagles fan. Okay. Well, okay, so before we move on. So you picked you picked your division winners. Okay, so we... Now pick two wild card teams from that From group, that whole thing? That whole group. Okay, so two wild cards, Bengals. I was going to choose them other than the Ravens. Okay, Bengals. Bengals. Interesting choice. And Steelers. Bengals and Steelers. Okay, not not some bad picks. Now, out of those six teams, who do you think will win just the AFC conference? Uh, okay. I would really love to see Jets go against uh, my team, so I'm going to say Jets. You're going to go with the Jets yes. to make it to the Super Bowl. Woo! Okay, Jets in the Super Bowl. Sam Darnold's first season. You've heard it here first. All right, let's move on to the NFC. Let's scroll our way down here. Okay. There we go. All right, NFC. Go ahead. Eagles. Eagle. Okay, so well, NFC. for NFC, NFC. For East. NFC. Yeah. Are you about to say Eagles for the Super Bowl again? Of course. Okay, let's let's just move on. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, go ahead. NFC North. Packers. We're going with the Packers. Not a bad choice. Saints. Okay, Jamie Grum's choosing the Saints, and that's for the NFC South, and then for the West. You know, Cardinals. Okay, the Cardinals. <clears throat> Interesting choice in itself, and then two wild card teams, Jamie. 49ers, Buccaneers. Four, 49ers and Buccaneers. Are you sure about those two? Let's do it, baby. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> and then you've already said your Super Bowl champion is... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. So, okay. so I, I, I am biased because I love the Eagles. You're biased. So, yeah. so if I choose one that's not, can I do that? You can choose whoever you want. Okay. The Eagles wouldn't be a terrible choice. Yeah, they wouldn't because they're the best. Well, they just won the Super Bowl. It would be a little bit do out it of again. it'd be a little bit out of left field if you picked a team, team say like the Bears or something. Okay, so I actually have to really think about this. Okay, go ahead. All right, so if it's not the Eagles, but they're gonna win, obviously. Okay. 
Packers. So the Packers in the Super Bowl, are you sure you still want to go with Jets? Yeah. Okay, Packers and Jets in the Super Bowl, folks. But still the Eagles. Packers and Jets, <laughs> but still the Eagles in the Super Bowl, folks. You've heard it here from the young gun, Jamie Grum. Thanks for joining us today, Jamie. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. All right, back to the podcast. Athlete of the Week for this week goes to Kevin Anderson of South Africa. Now, I'm not going to pretend I know anything about tennis. However, I can appreciate the fact that this guy played two really long matches last week at Wimbledon. The first was against the number one player in the world, Roger Federer, in which, honestly, Anderson was losing until the last two sets in the corner finals. However, exhaustingly beat K-Fed and went on to topple John Eisner in a match that included three sets going into the tennis equivalent of overtime. Like I said, I don't know much, but I can appreciate that two lengthy battles, Anderson... He just crushed it. He needed to get through those to get to the finals where he lost to Novak Djokovic, who, by the way, does deserve our congratulations for winning Wimbledon. What a story it could have been, though, if Anderson was the one holding the whatever they give out at Wimbledon at the end. I'm assuming a golden tennis racket. Let's go with that. Some mail coming in this week. The, this comment comes straight from Marshall Ross in Long Island City, New York. His message reads, quote, It's so crazy. I just had a dream about linear editing house elf footage in my childhood neighbor's sports production truck, none of which exists. Hashtag sports, sports, sports. Okay, for those not in the world of television media, you probably have no idea what he's saying. Marshall, first off, thank you for your bizarre but wonderful comment. It makes me happy to hear that the far reaches of our show go beyond the waking years and into the ears of those in dreamland. If you have a dream about me or the show, send us a message. Sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, as usual, go to the content editor and aesthetic supervisor of our show, Johanna Albert, for joining the show today. She also saw Taylor Swift and Warped Tour front row seats, by the way, for both of those things. Uh, so she was really tired. I, I gotta, I gotta give her credit after all the jumping around she did for coming on. The music for our show is a song called Golden, "Golden Sunrise" by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Thanks to our social media warriors, including Lois Butler, Jason Coots, Brandon O'Keefe, and Faith Grapone. Also, thanks to the young gun Jamie Grom. I saw a beautiful picture of him in a tank top and short shorts pushing his son in a swing. It was glorious. Of course, a thanks to Mary Kay Albert for sharing our show on social media and Marshall Ross for his surreal dream experience. Some new followers this week include uh, at Shuhei6058. I could not tell you her actual name as it was written in Chinese characters. John Tesler, he's a contributor to the Maple Leafs fan site editor in Leaf. Awesome name. And Christoph's Porzingis of the New York Knicks. Well, actually, it's an account that looks exactly like the real Porzingis, but with a few hundred thousand less followers. But let's just pretend it's really him. If you want to shout out on the show, contact us. It's so, so easy. Either like, comment, share, or follow us on social media, or you can just shoot us an email. Our email is sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at sports3xpodcast. If you're a fat cat raccoon living in Kettletown Park in Connecticut, I believe you stole my flashlight last night, and I want it back. Next week, I'll be talking about things dogs do while we sleep and how to please your man in four simple steps. Folks, it was a pleasure making noises come out of your listening devices today, but I'm ready for bed. Good night. <laughs>